This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Year 7, Day 6. I tried to write this after we'd returned from the godsend canon test, but couldn't find the words. Now, I think I know what it is I'm feeling. For the first time since arriving at Astraeus, I'm homesick. I want to run and hide in the library, or go to Drema Academy and roll around in so much sweat and blood and dust that I'll be snotting black for weeks. <laughs> all that's behind me, and all that's in front of me, is destruction. I can hear Chartrullian's voice telling me what the Whisper Chamber had said to me that one night, which feels like a lifetime ago. He who will become an instrument of chaos has come to pay penance. Maybe we'd all be better off if I had let those mysterious forces from behind the partition kill me. Year 7, Day 20. In just two weeks, we fight the Rao. It'll take some time to reach them, and we'll be in stasis to keep stress levels down. Lapidine says we'll be accompanied by five battle cruisers, ten frigates, and five haulers, each carrying 50 interceptors and some other stuff. We'll be riding on the battle cruiser Hykara. There'll be a defensive line set up further in that's even bigger. I can't believe the scale of this thing, and more so that it's actually happening. What makes it even worse is that neither Lapidine or True are going to the front lines with us. Both are considered too important to risk losing in the line of duty, so they'll be monitoring the battle from the defensive line. I'm really confused by that, because if this battle is as big and important as everyone says it is, I feel like Lapidine at least would be out there with us, wouldn't he? It just feels off to me. I suddenly don't feel like I've placed my trust very well. We'll be at the mercy of the generals for the duration of the campaign. I haven't met any of them yet, and I don't know their names, but I do know that they don't like people like us, Jardakai. I'm reminded that we're still technically fugitives, and none of this was an easy sell as a solution to end the war. To them, we're just some wacky wild card experiment or some kind of gimmick. But Lapidine says, we're a big threat to the Warhawks and the generals who line their pockets. To me, all the more reason to do our best and show them what we're made of. Anyways, I'm supposed to be the spokesman for the Paladins and Chartrullian. I hope I'm up for the task. They promoted me to lieutenant and gave us all official rankings. So, it's official. We're Starbringer property. really is disheartening to see how much we're just 
pawns in all this. I think True feels the same way, which is why he's been avoiding the topic. Year 7, Day 36 I finally told Hamina how I feel. Maybe she really felt the same way, or maybe we were both afraid of what was about to happen to us. I'm not really sure, but finally being able to hold her all night was a welcome step forward. Either way, we leave tomorrow. Please feel free to check out the original soundtrack on Spotify. It's the perfect thing to put on while you study or to inspire you while you write worlds of your own. You can visit tmocpod.com for links to all this stuff and more. What would you be willing to do to survive in a hostile new reality? I'm kind of starting to get worried. He usually doesn't stay gone this long. What would you be willing to destroy to find your missing family? I'm sorry, little guy, but I have to eat. And what would you be willing to sacrifice to escape the liminal lands? To whatever or whoever has taken my family from me, I'm coming for you too. And there is nothing on this earth that can stop me. Listen to the liminal lands everywhere you listen to podcasts. Life is full enough of challenges without the paranormal getting involved. So when your home is flooded with spectral goo or your pet is speaking in tongues, the last thing you should be worried about is whether the local witch doctor can provide the right service at an affordable price. Here at the Supernatural Protection Company, it is our mission to make your life easier, no matter what kind of other natural surprise comes your way. As the world's largest provider of paranormal insurance, our centuries of experience in all things supernatural will bring you peace of mind. Our highly trained support staff are prepared and ready to assist you. Whether you need help filing a claim, getting connected with a specialist, or even a preliminary diagnostic, our agents are the best in the industry. For the last 13 years, we have been rated in the top five companies for exceptional customer service in the third dimension of the physical plane. Our top priority is helping you get back to normal, or as close as you can when your new neighbor keeps howling at the full moon. So remember, the next time you're in need, call the SPC. Whatever doing this was punishment for, I am not doing again. I hate recording this corpo sh- The Supernatural Protection Company is a comedy fiction podcast set in a universe where the paranormal is so commonplace, people just buy insurance for it. It's created and produced by Safta Something and features a new guest every month. You can find us via our host, Red Circle Podcast, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Twitter, at the SPC Podcast, for more fun and to ask us for advice tackling your own ghastly troubles. Thanks for calling. <laughs>